Stephen, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. Holding this. Holding. Only this. Okay. But that won't help with the rumors. Last thing I need is my face on another t-shirt, tacitly implying my homosexuality. This would be the way to do that. As a first not-gay-paying member of Mug Club, I expect to get what I want. Okay, if you... Go, go over on the bed, okay. on the casting couch, the not gay couch, the straight couch, just, to just get, get, get in the couch. Put the mug by your face, a little bit right over to your, no, not, not by your whiskers, can, can you adjust that? Yeah. No, no, put it back, put, put, no, put it back, yeah, put it back, okay. Now, eyes on me, eyes on the mug, put the, get eyes off me, put them on the mug, keep, keep the eyes on the mug. Perfect. Don't look me in the face. So serious. Oh, I believe you to be blushing, Mr. Late Night. I can't imagine Trevor Noah blushing. He's a f just relax your face. No laughing. Think Jimmy Kimmel. at Joe Rogan's house. <laughs> How many? <laughs> we'll talk about him, Nick DiPaolo, later. Infinite just discovered his Infinite hose. Just, <laughs> yeah. The naturally occurring chemical in your mind. It's 420 every day. Uh, so glad. I love, love Joe. He's going to be on the show, I think, here sometime soon. Or actually, we'll be back. Either you'll be with me on the Joe Rogan show or uh, Bill Richmond to talk about the YouTube and the, the, the legal stuff. Uh, hold on. We haven't run it. We have great guests today. We have Nick DiPaolo. Boom. Just fired from Sirius Radio for what I think is a perfectly acceptable tweet. What? And then we have uh, Dave Rubin. Ah, who you never know what he's going to say. You don't. Not to mention Generally, he doesn't surprise you. Hodge twins as well. Not to mention the Hodge twins. Hodge twins. Yeah, we have the Hodge twins, a little cameo from the Hodge twins. And if Sound Guy Edward, maybe you can bring up uh, my mic a little bit. I don't know why. I'm hearing myself like I'm in, talking in a pool, which is silly. Producing with me in video studio, as always, is Jared, who is not gay. Sounds great. Follow him on Twitter, mm -hmm. not gay Jared. Meet us, credit with your comments, your thoughts, your photoshops, that fulfillment, legal obligations, draw your own conclusions. Are we good? Am I not gay after the, that sketch? I, I have I no I idea. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Surely you're, you're, I, oh, you're not doing yourself <laughs> any favors, love. And then we have uh, Somalia, simplifiedwine.com, G Morgan Jr. What's the wine of the day? We have Black Sears Zinfandel. Black Sears Infidel. Is it like a Sears that sets up in an urban demographic? 
I don't know. It sounds like a terrible <laughs> bottle of wine. Anything with black in the name of the wine. Right. And we have uh, Sven Computer. Are you ready for the overlays? I'm ready for the overlays. I want to give a, a shout out to the Twitter account. Ed Sven. Ah, <laughs> that's his own. He went back to like the normal well, way. That's okay. yeah. We're just not going to renew his what? work visa. Oh, no. He's not here to work visa. He's here illegally. And Hoppercam, <laughs> by the way, for people who don't know. <laughs> Um, so here, listen, oh, question of the day before we move on. What do you think about the Kanye West situation? We're going to be talking about that, more so about the idea sort of, of, of black Democrats as a monolith at large and the backlash from the media. Question number two, how many people out there are longtime enough listeners that you remember Kanye as our bump music? And here's mm -hmm. the thing, just, just to confirm, what was the bump? We used one specific Kanye bump for the last segment before the drowning dance. Before we went on YouTube, and then we got hit with a copyright violation. So. <laughs> Rightfully so. No more Kanye. I've always Oops. said, the guy's an ass, but a very talented MC. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, all right. Not well, bad. listen. Top story. Bill Cosby was found guilty. Oops. The sexual assault retrial. Comedian Bill Cosby. This comes from HuffPo, just because we can take the story from anywhere. Don't necessarily <laughs> trust them. But don't take it as a vote of confidence. Exactly. Found guilty uh, on three felony counts of aggravated... Indecent assault, really the indecent at indecent, that point, it yeah. seems. He was retried on three felony counts of aggravated indecent assault for drugging, and ba basically. Is there a decent assault? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, what, what, what would that be? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure that must have been argued. That must be what you case. do well, to sir, me. You see, morning. my assault was decent because it wasn't she. I was looking through the nice fancy restaurant. Blah, blah. Now, did he drug himself in that one? Or many what? people are, so he often did. That's the thing. He drugged both of them. He just had a higher tolerance. There you go. It was like a game of chicken with We'll both roofies. do it. Don't play with Roman Polanski. So many are saying that this is a landmark case, obviously, for victims of sexual assault. Now, some are arguing that it doesn't go far enough in punishing this sort of pervasive male abuse of power. However, with unilateral agreement that the ruling will definitely hurt pre-orders for Mr. Cosby's dating tips, it puts the bill and let it rape her. <laughs> He's so old at this point. Is he really no. like? Is he really a troubled threat to society at, at this point? He's gonna break a hip in the shower. Yeah. He's gonna be a rough go. Someone will break his. America's hip in the shower, dad no is going to jail for this. I'm just like, ah, what world America's do I live doctor. in doctor. <laughs> no, it was America's he dad. Was, he was a fa was he a family doctor, Doctor Truxell? Yeah, he was a family doctor. But he imagine sending your kids to that doctor. Everybody. Well, he they saw a lot of pregnant. Women. I don't want to talk about it. He saw a lot of pregnant women too. So I'm just saying. Made a lot of pregnant women, too. Ouch. They just weren't aware. Whoa. The British Veterinary Association, by the way, is now warning that dogs cannot get autism <laughs> as the anti-vaxxer movement is now apparently <laughs> spreading to pets. This comes from the Telegraph. The BVA said, we are aware of an increase in anti-vaccination pet owners in the U.S. who have voiced concerns about vaccinations that may lead to their dogs developing autism-like behavior, but there is currently no scientific evidence to suggest autism in dogs or a link between vaccination and autism. Well, tell that to my dog who will exclusively fly Qantas, okay? <laughs> <laughs> And of course, this actually might put a damper on uh, Disney's new Christmas release. Airbud 19, Buddy places fourth at the Special Olympics. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> this explains a lot of the I behavior of Shih Tzus to, to me. There ain't nothing in the rule book that says dogs can't be retards. You know, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close may have been a serviceable film if it was a dog. If it was a dog. Instead of that annoying kid. Throw in Dean Cain, you got a classic. Or maybe there was a dog director. Said I just wanted to swallow Tide Pods. Um, 13 oh semis, big trucks lined up on a Detroit freeway to help a man who was considering suicide. Uh, so I think we have a clip, right? Do you have a clip? Clip, yeah. yeah. Look, this is there was a man on top of the bridge. Authorities believe he was about to take his own life. They start to grab semi-drivers and troopers standing there and were able to line these semi-trucks underneath that overpass. So it's kind of like a safety net to make sure if he moved anywhere in that overpass, <laughs> there was a semi there. Well, li listen, come He's on. He's motivated. He no, committed. It was a valiant effort. Unfortunately, their valiant efforts proved futile as Detroit has actually just installed the suicide lane on their freeway. <laughs> oh, 
So he helpful to mark those. Yeah, that, there's so many plot holes in this. <laughs> By the way, fun fact for Detroit: uh, faster than the police response time, it seems now, to people committing suicide, is the other guy at the end of the CB radio from Joyride. Detroit's a city in comeback. We have loads of burgeoning coffee houses and inspiring art districts. The acid rain washes everything clean. Just tell him you like pink champagne, man. No one in the pitch room aside from Johnny Boy had seen Joyride. That's true. Was that the candy cane thing? Yeah, candy, candy cane. cane. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm tracking with you. That's it's a stream actor in the Buffalo Bill. Point is, some days you just you just pick the wrong bridge. Yeah. Some days you just... <laughs> in Detroit, every bridge is the wrong bridge. Every, yeah, yeah. You've heard of a bridge to nowhere? It's the bridge to rape, which is another bestseller yeah. oh, from Bill yeah. Cosby. This is Detroit! Suicide is the fastest way, fun fact, to get out of Detroit. So, you know, if, you, if you're looking for the yes. bus, just just don't. Suicide's the fast track. It's just, it's just much easier to walk into downtown without a bulletproof vest. <laughs> That's the easiest way to commit suicide. Yes. Hey, by the way, uh, uh, breaking news, it's hashtag lesbian visibility day. This has been Ooh. trending all over the place okay. because it's oh. a slow news week. Um, so the pink news, they released their list about, you know, their lack of visibility for lesbians and how to help them, how to raise visibility, uh, visibility in society for lesbians. And then, of course, some people aren't necessarily as capable at yeah. spotting Repl lesbians. So, you know, let me let me consolidate the list for you. Simplified version, if she drives a Subaru Outback. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I tried to date a girl. If, if, there's, if there's more than one bumper sticker, you know she's, she's taken. She's off the market, <laughs> yes. too. More than bu one bumper sticker on a Subaru Outback. Also, if she eats it Outback. <laughs> That's Ooh. terrible. I'm going to drive my Subi to get prime. Subi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know, move on. Just so you know, just so you know what a great boss I am. I have been, so I have to <laughs> shave a lot when we do a lot of these, when we do costumes what? and stuff. So I have to get razors that I can shave quickly and change my hair. And I gave Jared my old trimmer when I got a new trimmer recently. And I was yeah. excited about it. And I gave it to him. I was like, hey, man, take this. As a, it's been a great trusty trimmer to me. And the problem is I got the, I didn't realize the new one just totally gnarled up my face. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to ask Jared if I could trade him. The newer, more expensive one, because I have, like, hairs that grow, if I could yeah. trade him. But I felt so – I didn't want to be an Indian giver that I spent, like, $150 finding one from another country of the old version. <laughs> By the way, they prefer South Asian. Yes, they prefer South, South Asian. 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 Yes. Because you know what it is? It's the titanium blades. They don't do that anymore. Now oh. they're all stainless Well, here, here's the thing. You better be glad he didn't give it back. He does his manscaping with the one you gave him. I so don't care. You don't want that, you don't want that around <laughs> your lips. It is such a big I don't, difference. I don't, I don't it is such a big difference, and it's such a good trimmer, and so I, I made a mistake. I made a mistake, and I regretted it. Just hey, a transgender inmate sued – uh, a prison to practice, a North Carolina prison to practice <laughs> witchcraft. I'm trying to think of the way to set it up that provides context so you can, and I can't. No. Jennifer <laughs> Ann Jasmine, a man, says in her, his handwritten federal lawsuit that Lansborough Correctional Institution is blocking the practice of her, his spiritual beliefs, which happen to be rooted <laughs> in witchcraft. Uh, though some are saying, you know, listen, if you've seen Orange is the New Black, some people try to yeah. work the system, and actually there's been a, a recent special yeah. with an interview from some of uh, this transgender's inmates who question the story. Wicca? I ain't never heard of no damn Wicca. What's that, witchcraft? Man, ain't no damn witchcraft, man. All that damn screaming, abracadabra bullshit, pulling your dick out. <laughs> yeah, that's all he was doing. Yeah. I mean, she was doing abracadabra, abracadabra. Oh, look at that. Hey, you real musician, won't you turn that nice sweet of yours into some nice hot, wet oh. I need something to need sale, man. Yeah. That's a good idea. That'd be all kinds of magic. Yeah. I'm going first. What? 
I don't know how that'll go over <laughs> if we use them as inmates, but you know what? They're half white oh, inmates, so that's okay. Of magic. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I would not want to run into them in prison. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be. I don't think they're the kind of guys who you'd ever see uh, in prison. They're, 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 really, more, really nice they're more into bitchcraft, anyways. Yes, they're more into bitchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> They just, sure. They're tough, you know what I mean? Like, tough dude. A grandfather was jailed after servicing himself in front of his podiatrist. <laughs> this is a story that comes to us from Salisbury. Where's Salisbury? Sun Computer, where is it? Salisbury, Connecticut? What is it? I, I, I think it's in Britain. It's, it's in Britain. Britain. Oh, that's right, it's in it Britain. It has to be. Thank you very much. You should know these things and write these things. Uh, a grandfather who serviced himself comes from the Salisbury Journal in front of a podiatrist while she treated his verrucas, I think that's a thing, varicus, and cut his toenails, denied the indecent exposure, but admitted pleasuring himself during a foot health appointment, and it's Dick Morris. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Should have seen that one coming. Why specify grandfather? That's that has nothing gross. to do like, that's like saying like Uncle PB Herman serviced himself in a in a, in a theater. Like it's, it's, it doesn't the matter. Line if it weren't a grandfather. Yeah, I know. The, the grandfather I mean, I don't know. it adds that extra layer of Ooh. je ne sais quoi. <laughs> is that what yeah, turns people that. on sometimes? <laughs> oh, she's touching my feet. It's the, oh. it's the umami of clickbait. <laughs> hey, by the way, hit the notification bell if you're watching this on YouTube. Oh, Hopper Cam, he's getting up. He decides he wants to leave right now, right as we're doing uh, all right. He's bye, like, Hopper. screw it, yeah, done. Uh, hit the notification bell because He's YouTube union. sucks. And apparently, by the way, people aren't getting notified even if they hit the notification bell. Even the bell, so hit the bell. We're gonna move on with news and make us Kanye better, West and kind of explain the whole thing. But a Massachusetts preschool has now banned kids from using the term best friend. This comes from ABC7. After an incident with the four-year-old, Julia Hartwell, the school explained to Hartwell that the term best friend can lead other children to feel excluded and it can ultimately, quote, lead to formation of cliques and outsiders, and the school encourages students to have a wider, quote, group of friends, was explained to the transgender kids from the transgender principal from the girls' bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get rid of best friends. This is, yeah. this is the frontier. Let's get rid of the best teachers and best schools and best principals as well. You know, you, you think everybody's inviting, but the fact is that's why teachers' unions exist. It's true. Oh, yes, yes, true. Is he a good teacher? We don't want him. <laughs> don't want him. <laughs> Just put him in a rubber room, leave him alone. Truth is, without exclusion... Exclusivity. <laughs> that's the only thing. That, that's the only incentive for kids not to be giant a holes. Yeah, yeah. It's true. You need you need a little exclusion. You need a little yeah. exclusion. If you're a jerk, good for the good for the soul. Social pressure. Well, you know that very well because you were homeschooled. Yeah. In but I was not. No, he was. No, he was. And yeah. his mom wouldn't breastfeed him. Sure. So Nebraska, <laughs> he was stuffed in the locker Ouch. by his uncle. Ow! <laughs> and it was a foot locker. You should sue. <laughs> With the podiatrist in there going. It was a private story. So Nebraska, by the way, has finally stopped horsing around from this uh, wah, headline, wah. and it's actually legalizing massage therapy for horses. Equine massage therapy, I believe. Thanks to a newly signed bill, Nebraskans no longer need to license themselves to massage cats or dogs or horses. The bill was actually spurred on by Karen Hoff, who began massaging horses at her farm in central Nebraska as a way to become financially more stable. After being issued a cease and desist, she was forced to shut her business down. She then pushed for the new law, which has now just been uh, passed. It's now allowed. Though some suspect ulterior motives at play, given her notorious business partner, Sal the Horse Groper. People think <laughs> that he might have been <laughs> impure. I'm confused. People didn't want her to, to massage horses and cats. And I, guess, horses. You know, I guess it's another example of red tape. I mean, you can massage. <laughs> if, as long as she's massaging the cat like underwater for about 30 minutes, it's just more to make about sure. The horses, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, can true. you imagine that? Can you picture a, a in an Asian massage parlor for horses? I think about story. I'm like, I've never seen an Asian on a horse. Have you have you ever seen an Asian on a horse? Which you know what? Love make a whole lot of sense. I'm not. I didn't think about it till today. They they don't even need a train to be jockeys. They could just dominate that market. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Just put them on a show horse. Let them go. <laughs> let them go for it. Awesome. Rip them loose. Oh, we're terrible.
Nick DiPaolo is definitely not getting his job back. No, nope. <laughs> no, no, no. We have Nick DiPaolo and Dave Rubin on today. Who do we have on first, by the way? Uh, we have uh, we have uh, DePaulo on first. We have DePaulo on first. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm really looking forward to having DePaulo on. So let's talk about Kanye West again. The question: What's your opinion? What's your read on the Kanye West situation? For those who don't know, Kanye West threw uh, the media into an uproar as he tweeted out positive things about conservative pundits, and he supported ideas like freedom and thought. These are his unbelievably controversial tweets. Now, um, <laughs> although that's controversial, right? Are, yeah, conservatives <laughs> are they're e one thing. They're they're a little eager to embrace Kanye as their new thought leader, which I I, I don't think is, is the best idea. Right. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing: think whatever you want. I, I I really don't care if you like Kanye. If you, I've always liked. We used to use him as our our, our bumps. Uh, yeah. I think he's a talented MC. He's not someone I would look to as some kind of a new philosopher. But you know what? I'm glad to see someone making some progress, and I hate to see the pig pile on anyone for making. An yeah, I, I'm a I'm a little concerned though. I don't the mo I swear the moment that I go in and I'm like, yes, Con the tweet's gonna come out and be like, ah, oh, I was kidding, man. Yeah, you never. <laughs> well, got y'all. <laughs> one thing that's not a joke is, of course, how the left reacted and lost their mind. So that we know. Let's go to clip A. Kanye has lost his mind. Being in the lobby at Trump's house, I it's thought that was game, a coon move. A new game we're starting here on Friday. Cooning for cash. <laughs> He's a total and utter moron. He's one of the dumbest guys in the country. He's so dumb, he's Trumpian in his level of intelligence. Just understand, buyer beware, Kanye West is a selfish conservative prick. <laughs> first off, he's not really, first off, he shouldn't be, do you have any idea how how quickly he would go after anyone else for saying buyer beware about a black person? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, buyer beware, what, you think you black like Make him grease, okay? And he's stupid, he's, he's Trumpian. Mission, Shank Weir, to go after Kanye. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the media has been calling him a member of the alt-right. That's what's yeah. been going on lately. Kanye West what? is a member of the alt-right. Keep yeah. in mind, by the bad. way, they're only mad at him now saying he's, this is the man who said he was the black Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So the fact that he said, oh, you know what? I like what uh, some of these people on Fox News have to say. Yeah. This is what sends them around over yeah. the bend. And you don't, by the way, you don't have to defend everything Kanye's ever done just to see the dog pile is taking place. Keep in mind, this is the same guy who, who did say this. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Possibly the greatest <laughs> reaction in all of live television. I think what's, what's funny is it doesn't matter how inconsequential you are. Everyone knows Kanye's a psychopath. Everyone yeah. knows, like, this, this is the same guy who literally married a Kardashian and has interrupted countless Grammys and names his kids after compasses. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, you, don't have no. to, you don't have to defend even his opinions or, or whatever he's saying. You just have to defend his right to express his opinion freely. And by the way, right. if, and it is brave. I will say there is some bravery at play here because if we want to talk about bravery, slapping on a pair of fake rubber tits while you have a, still have your penis to do a spread for Vanity Fair, that's not brave in 2018, okay? Coming out Disgusting. of anything other than a far-left progressive is career suicide in Hollywood, and let's be honest, Kanye, he, whether you like him or not, Kanye is still a, a hot ticket item in the hip hop community. Yeah, So I do is. give respect to the guy for going against the grain. Could you imagine though, if someone more consequential came out? Like, like could you imagine, it's like the left being mad uh, that, that the Roseanne Barr, if she stepped out a lot. Oh, they did, they did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they went all afterwards. Well, I, I, I got to say, I bring this up. Like, how many, how many people do you think are in that industry that would have the same views as Kanye, but won't say it because they know they'll just be out of the industry? Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. maybe this opens the door for a few more people. And how much of it is he's just stupid? You know, he's really <laughs> controversial. I don't. He could be on a bender. Who knows? I don't know. And the point is, I, I'm not going to condemn any conservatives who want to embrace the guy right away. Uh, but, but I'm not going to condemn uh, people who don't either. I'm certainly not. My opinion hasn't changed of him. I do respect someone willing to take an unpopular position. Now, here's one thing. We'll talk with Nick DiPaolo about this. I do appreciate the lack of apology because when you see cases yeah. like Shania Twain apologizing for simply saying wow. in an impromptu interview that she may have voted for Trump, 
It legitimizes the premise that merely voting for Trump is an apology-worthy offense. Or Jay Feely apologizing for taking a picture uh, with a gun. Was that what it was? Yeah, with a prom picture. Yeah. So when when conservatives like, well, conservatives, when people like Kanye don't apologize, it really tips the left hand as seen by their, it tips their hand when you see by their pure vitriolic hatred. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't ask these people to apologize for racism. Okay, here's one thing all the time. Well, can we get an apology? They just asked for an apology for Apu. This is why you don't apologize unless you genuinely believe that you are wrong. Mm. They didn't ask Kanye or Shania or Feely, Freely Feely, to apologize for racism or for sexually inappropriate rants caught on camera. They've asked them to apologize for opinions that, by the way, half the country holds. The half of the country who elects presidents. True. And I don't believe for one second that this would be any less controversial if he had simply said, he doesn't mind Donald Trump. No, no that's the point too. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, 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 there's, there's, there's neutrality is not an option anymore. So I think it's kind of a good thing in some ways. We're seeing that that, that it, they're so vitriolic. Let's just be all in for Trump or all not, exactly. which is kind of kind of cool. And whether you cool like him or hate him, don't expect Kanye to be apologizing anytime soon, uh, especially if his latest mixtape is any example. La 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 la, wait till I get my Twitter right. I had a dream I could tweet my own opinion. All those who woke sent me all their minions. I told Chank he could eat a bag of feces. Man, that f is so covered in greases. To black Twitter, it's my views expected. Support Sean King and Gay Ray Blue Vested. Seems like he's rehashing some stuff, but I appreciate yeah, it. On the spirit. way, number one to the bottom list. <laughs> this, this has to be expected, though, by the way. You were going to say something, Gerald? Yeah, I, most of the tweets weren't even, they were just saying he, he's for free thought and free expression. A few of the tweets said he supported this person and that person, and that was it. But every time people are getting pissed off, it's like, man, I just want my own thoughts. I want to be able to express myself. And they're like, you can't do that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> you, You're on our team. You can't. This is about defending someone's right to express a view, whether it's popular or not. It, it, remove what you think of Kanye, and also look how the left attacks anyone who steps out of line. That's what I think is important. So right away, you see Kanye just saying, okay, here's a MAGA hat. I support Donald Trump. You're going to be accused of being a racist. We see it all with people who are moderates, like Sam Harris, Brett Weinstein, who was vilified by students. Just roll the clip. The, but why have, are you so hostile to, about this it's, it's gross. It's racist. It's, it's not. It's, but it's so nuts. It's, so, it's like saying it's those so not your shifty Jew. I don't care what happens to Brett anymore. He can go and be racist and be a piece of wherever he wants to do that. Hopefully, long-term, we can just weed out people like Brett. Yeah, just weed out people like wow. Brett, weed out wow. people like Sam Harris, an atheist who endorsed Hillary Clinton, weed out people like Kanye West, who was uh, supportive of the Black Panthers, I believe, claimed he was Black Jesus, but now he stepped out in line and supported Trump. Just think of this for a second. Think of what is acceptable to the left in the entertainment industry versus what they find appalling. And by the way, let's look at this objectively. Is it really that crazy for a black person to be fed up with the DNC in 2018? Mm -hmm. Let's look at this historically. FDR's New Deal cost hundreds of thousands of blacks their jobs because of minimum wage requirements. Remember LBJ is the Great Society and increased welfare payments for single mothers and incentivize them. Some people will argue that it single-handedly started the fatherless household epidemic you see today in the black community. Andrew Breitbart got in so much trouble one time. Remember he said, I thought black people were better as a family unit under Jim Crow than after LBJ. He didn't say he supported Crow mm. laws. He was right. talking about the destruction of the family unit in the black community, which is terrible. It absolutely is. They had strong marriage rates. They had a very yeah. low divorce rate. So, and if you look at that, they've been taking the, the vote for granted from blacks. For, you can watch some black, oh, yeah. you can watch Alfonso Rachel. Oh, listen, I get it. I'm a white guy here. You don't necessarily uh, care about what I have to say. But in 1965, 21% of black infants were born to single mothers. Okay, to give you a stat, in 2016, it's almost 70% wow. are out of wedlock. So maybe there's a reason that people like Killer, Chance the Rapper, uh, <laughs> and every, I, don't, I can't get the names right, I know, I'm very white. They're different. <laughs>
think I mixed. Zuby. Is it Killer? No, it's, it's Chance, Chance the Rapper and Killer Mike. Killer Mike. No, but Killer, yeah. no, Killer Mike was the one who stole the uh, the microphone from Bernie. I think. Yeah. It was gonna yeah. Be that's hilarious. True. I can't uh, keep. No, I watch that every morning. Large angry, large angry black men. Do there they run together? Yeah. Little bit. <laughs> kind of like jockeys. They try to run. <laughs> if, we, if we want to talk about more recently. Black Americans, they lost a huge amount of wealth due to Obama's housing yeah. policies. Race relations got worse under Barack Obama. Black incomes fell by more than $900 per family adjusted for inflation under President Obama. On the other hand, blacks under President Trump, black unemployment's at record low. Their income is high. The tax cuts have helped minorities disproportionately. So is it, so it just let's take away Kanye West, let's take away Killer Mike, let's take away HuffPo, and let's just look objectively. Is it okay for black people to step off the Democratic plantation at this point? Objectively, does your honor, does it hold water? By the way, not, not to mention that if people like us who are accused of being racist would have their way, all black Americans would have school choice. They'd have the ability to defend themselves in areas that are rife with gang crime. We would stop you from killing the black babies. If you want to talk about racists, okay, if you want to talk about people who are evil, it's usually not the people trying to save black babies and give black children the choice on where to send their kids to school. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming in. <laughs> right on cue. At the close. Think, think about this for a second, okay? When they say you're the bad guys. Well, in general, mm -hmm. bad people aren't the ones trying to, trying to prevent baby deaths. No, no. But now we say you're the racist. Really? You are a, a, when we talk about you, the DNC, the actual, and by the way, when people, people love to do this now, whether it's on YouTube or I don't believe in labels, man. No, no, we're talking about the labels. Lyndon Johnson, FDR, Planned Parenthood, Hillary Clinton, the Democratic National Committee, yeah. Bernie Sanders, sorry, Bernie bros who switched to Trump. You don't get to escape this one. The label is DNC, Democrats. That's the label. Mm -hmm. I'm being, I hope I've crystallized it for you. <laughs> They are the party who set out said, where are the most amount of blacks? Let's set up abortion clinics so that we can kill more blacks. If you're going to accuse people of racism, it's generally not the people going, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Maybe we shouldn't be using taxpayer dollars to kill the baby blacks. <laughs> Maybe that's why Kanye's had enough. I'm just saying how I feel, man. I ain't like Bill Cosby. I ain't rape no kids, man. So what if I support his tax plan? Still banging Kardashian. La, 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 wait till I get my Twitter right. La, 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 then you can't tweet me nothing, right? Excuse me, did you tweet something? Nah, you can't tweet me nothing. Nah, you can't tweet me nothing. Ha, <laughs> ha, you can't tweet me nothing. Not necessarily new content, but I appreciate oh, yeah. his zeal. Nick DiPaolo coming up next, and then Dave Rubin. Ooh. Greetings, America. Hopper here in my silky soft ranger panties available at lottoscreditshop.com. But more important is that you join Mug Club. If you're a student, veteran, or active military, it's only $69 a year. And if you don't join, then they won't be able to fix my other bad knee. I got a bad knee. I need another knee surgery. Oh, my God, there's treasures. Everyone join Mug Club.
in the rap videos. I'm like, that's either a, re a really inner city thing or one hell of an ad for Selsun Blue. Why like they've so permeated the inner cities. In which case, they also find themselves at, at odds with the Bloods. It is very uh, Very glad to have our next guest. And when I, I say this often, but I mean it. There, I've said this so many times for people who haven't heard him on the show uh, since we've kind of grown quite a bit since the last time he was on the show. I've always said two people I think are the funniest comedians working, period. Alive, probably period, period, when I think about him, who make me laugh. Norm MacDonald and this guy. I think he is the funniest stand-up comic certainly working today. Uh, and I know that's a lot of brown-nosing, and he'll give me crap for it right when he comes out. But right now, he's going to be starting back up his own podcast on his own YouTube channel. Highly recommend you guys go and subscribe. Show him your love. Uh, YouTube.com slash Nick Tube or follow him on Twitter, Nick DiPaolo, P-A-O-L-O. Mr. DiPaolo, did I get those right? Yeah, 8 p.m. Uh, Monday night. I'll be doing that. 8 p.m. Monday night. Okay. Well, well, that and that's your first yeah. time back on the on the YouTube in a while. That's that's right. First time back. Yeah. First of all. And what's the, what's the reason for this, Nick, going on the YouTube? Well, uh, you know, I'm sure you heard. I I was canned by Sirius. Uh... <laughs> well, I didn't know how to enter into like. So tell us about the firing. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I tweeted something that didn't sit well with them. Apparently, uh, it, I, it, ironically, it didn't get me in trouble on on Twitter. Yeah. So um, and uh, next thing I know, I get a call from my agent. Going, yeah, and I could tell in his voice, uh, we got a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I go, yeah, we've had this conversation eight times. But uh, yeah, so they thought it was a hanging offense. I personally thought. You know, maybe suspension at, at best, but uh, these are the days we live in. I don't hold any grudges against Sirius. I mean, uh, am I disappointed and a little angry at them right now? Yeah, but they're like any other corporation. They seem to fold, fold under pressure. Yeah, and, I, I don't uh, understand it, though. They knew what they were getting with Nick DiPaolo. I mean, Nick, your body of work is so extensive. And if you don't, I'm going to read the tweet. I don't, uh, we were talking about this off air when people, they've done this before we showed up, like in Illinois. While we don't agree with everything Stephen says, well, then shut up. I don't care. I don't need it's to sit. First, and by the way, I don't have any problem with what Nick DiPaolo tweeted out. No. So his tweet was, uh, "Dear future, we have a dear future school shooters. Please confine yourself to college campuses, specifically faculty lounges at Berkeley, Fresno State, etc." That's my <laughs> Nick DiPaolo impression. That's funny. That's what it was. It was where I think I, I I say poorly, poorly worded. When I said confine yourself to college campuses, I shouldn't. You know, that part might have. They're like. You know, I, I could have left the college campuses out. I could have just said faculty lounges at Berkeley, ba ba ba. Maybe. Yeah, I but, think but they would have made the inference, Nick. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It, it was so hypersensitive. If you read it like that, it dawned on me on the way home, like 24 hours later. I'm like, that part might have been. Well, he's encouraging. We have to get over this mentality that you put a tweet out like that. That means somebody's going to do something. Right. We have to get over that. You make a gay joke, that means a gay guy's going to get beat up tonight. Right. We have to get the f over that mentality. Yeah, well, I, you know, did you just see, we talked about this yesterday, uh, The Simpsons' Hank Azaria apologized for Apu, the character, because the, I didn't mean for it to ever hurt anyone. I think the most important thing is to listen. listen. Have you always thought that, Nick? The most important thing as a stand-up comedian is to listen? And, and, and <laughs> like, That's our job, to listen. We're psychologists. I'm a stand-up, which means I shoot my mouth off for an hour when I'm, and, and then I do a radio show. I shoot my mouth off for another. What makes you think I even want to listen to anybody? Uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> all my jobs, all my jobs involve me controlling the conversation. So, if 
but but when you apologize like that, you're empowering the the PC people, are you not? It, no, that's exactly what I said yesterday. You know what you're doing? You're empowering. Let's think of it as a stand-up room. And you, you tell me if you agree with this or not, but this was kind of the analogy I used. The rest of the room is laughing. The Simpsons. Immensely successful. Yeah. People are not offended. HuffPo gets offended. This Indian comedian who claimed to be a comedian made a documentary complaining about it. I don't know who he yeah. is. Um, that's a heckler. And you've now given the heckler in the crowd as much legitimacy as the comedian saying, no, 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 hold on, hold on. I want to hear why he's booing. He has right. the right to be heard. I don't think they do. That's how I see it. Not in a comedy club, they don't. They can, you know, they can voice their displeasure on social media or whatever. But yeah, no, absolutely not. Not, in the, not I... in the cartoon realm either. Not in the comedy no, adult the... cartoon realm. <laughs> do we care? Right, right. I uh. mean... No, I agree. You you empower them with the with the apology, and I I just don't. Uh, it, it's just odd. I didn't uh, I didn't really get in trouble on Twitter, and and um, you yeah. know I took it down fairly quickly. So oh, that's I, why you I took I, it down. That was your mistake. I hate to say it. That was your mistake. You take it's like a T Rex. Their vision is based on movement, and if you take it down, like oh oh, what went down? And they go into the time machine, and then they yeah, let you have it. I, I guess so, because I still got canned. So I guess if I left it up there. What would, I, would they hang me? No, I just think they would have been like, oh, okay, that's Nick. That's like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's really tough to gauge what, with those things. I, I mean, I, well, big, yeah, go ahead. You're right. And here's what makes it a little more complicated. Uh, there's a couple of theories that, look, my contract was up in a couple of weeks. Right. With that. So I, there's a one theory, like my, my agent believes, and I just made it easy for them with that tweet. It, let's say they didn't want to renew me. I don't think they thought the show was going to get as popular as it did, as quick as it did. It was immensely popular for people who and, don't and know. Remember, I started at 6 p.m., and after a few months, they moved me to 8, which tells me they might have been a little scared right there. Right. It might have been too rough for their style, so they moved me to 8 p.m. Again, this is all <laughs> speculation on my part, but, but, but it sort of makes sense. Uh, either way, wh whether they fired me because of the tweet or they weren't going to renew me anyways because of my politics, either way... It's because of my, I believe it's because the show was a little too rough for them. Yeah, well, no, I think I think Maybe. it's more about your politics. Everyone knows, you know, Nick DiPaolo's rough. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah your politics. Because here's the deal. Yeah. I don't think anyone's offended by dirty, right? They get to just for last minute. Right. The, the nasty show. It's the nasty right. show. Someone's going to talk about the their vagina. <laughs> but the second you start talking about some things that make people uncomfortable politically, I mean, genuinely politically incorrect, which you do. I don't want to label right. you a conservative. I just think you're an anti-authoritarian, brilliant comic. I think that's what they have a problem with more. I don't think they were surprised at the roughness. I think they were surprised at how outspoken you were uh, politically and culturally. That's what bothers them. That's what well, advertisers that, shy away from. Well, leaning, leaning right, you right. mean, with my club. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that. Again, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not bitter at serious. I don't want to get mad at these. They gave me an opportunity. I'm going to use it as a springboard, Right. Uh, this, this opportunity, because, come on. This is I'm going to go to work for myself and and uh, right and uh, you know even Joe Rogan texts me saying how angry he was you know and uh, a few other people so and then he and, offered and you some DMT that, <laughs> yeah. it'll open your mind to the possibilities of what you can I do I do an Advil PM and I'm screwed up I don't think that, <laughs> I'm scared shitless of that I don't know how people do it I, I I'll never understand that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I love, I love Joe, but, uh, you know, when I used to coach jujitsu, I'd have kids come in and they'd come in and they'd go like, uh, yeah, I'm on DMT. I'm like, what? He goes, cause Eddie Bravo said that it was better to roll. It opens your mind. I'm like, oh my God, please don't do that. Someone's a, and then next thing you know, he's being tied up like a pretzel. Someone's breaking his arm. It didn't work.
work. It didn't yeah. work. Well, I'm glad yeah, Joe reached he, out. He ends up he ends up with a black belt around his neck in his closet. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the it's the David Carradine submission. It's an effective submission. <laughs> uh, now, see, I could have gotten fired if I had done that somewhere else, but I can't because I'm on YouTube. So, where can people go to watch you on YouTube? It's YouTube.com/slash/NickDiPaoloTube. That's correct. Nick DiPaolo Tube. And I assume you're also going to be doing it on iTunes and kind of getting it out on different platforms. Yeah. it's got, And I don't even know that that's going to be the final resting place of the show. Right. But, but you know, Monday night is is uh, is where I'm first time I'll be back since this incident with Sirius. But I, I don't. There's many options. I have many options. So, yeah, um, I, I don't know that that's going to be the final uh, landing point. There's something called uh, what is it? Uh, Patreon. Yeah, you heard of that? I've heard of Patreon. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan just because there's a bunch of hobos over there. It's basically like the online place where you have some people with legitimate enterprises, and then you have hobos with their cup out. Like, hey, I want to do a show where I talk about the subplots of Game of Thrones. Like, get the hell out of here! Um, oh, is it really a nerd landing spot? Whatever. There is for the, some, the but not for you. Is, I, I don't know where it, where it's gonna end. I I would like to, you know, keep it on YouTube or whatever, and, and get it out to my. I'm gonna treat it just like the radio show. I want to do it like you know four nights a week and and uh, treat it like the radio show. Well, you're, you're a consummate professional. I will say that. You know, listen, you're, you're a comedian, and comedians are typically known for being lazy and waking up, you know, at noon looking for the, the leftover uh, drugs. Nick is very professional. He always has been. You've always had a love for traditional radio. I've always known I that about that you. today. I woke up late looking for the drugs. I found my Lipitor. <laughs> yes, found your yeah. Lipitor. And then you saw the Advil PM. It's put it back. Put it back. That's for, exactly. that's for, that's for later. That's for later when we have a party. Um, well, well, Nick, where can people see you live here coming up, too? Oh, you froze up. Oh, I froze. Oh, there we go. This is a this is the uh, new media. Yeah, this weekend. I don't know. I, I I'll, I'll give it to you right now. I, <laughs> I did my homework. I sent you guys all this stuff. I know. Okay, uh, I have it. In, I have it. Nick is right. I have this. That's the name of the the comedy tour. The tour. And uh, I don't know exactly where, but people can obviously go to uh, Pottsville, Pot Pottsville, Pennsylvania tonight. I mean Friday night. Excuse me. Okay. And uh, the Kirby Center in, in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. On Saturday night. So nickdip.com slash tour for people who want to see all of the dates yeah. coming up. But, uh, you know, listen, uh, don't let the bat. I mean, I know, okay, you probably have some friends there. But I think this is a good thing. And Nick DiPaolo deserves to be, the audience deserves to hear Nick DiPaolo unfiltered. Unleashed, absolutely. I, I, well, I thought that's what satellite, I guess I'm naive. I thought that was satellite, <laughs> you know. Uh, you sure? It was. At one point it was for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not crapping on their product. I'm, I'm disappointed. I thought there'd be some more backbone there, but uh, tomorrow night, the Majestic Theater in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. In Pottsville, Pennsylvania, and, and, and uh, Saturday night, the Kirby Center in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, and the next weekend, Jonathan's in Agunquit, Maine, and Schubert Theater, New Haven, Connecticut, on May fifth, the okay, final date of the tour. Pottsville. Now, Pots yeah, Pottsville, Pottsville. That, that's not the name of the town where the uh, where the pharmacist crushed the eustachian tube and It's a Wonderful Life of the Kid with the pharmacy. Was it Pottersville? Pottersville? I've only seen the porn version of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, it's all wonderful in general. Um, no, I can imagine that. I would have thought, you remember, I remember at one point when when Satellite came out, that's what people thought it was going to be. And I can just picture Nick walking in being disappointed, like, well, I thought it was going to be unfiltered. What are you putting me next to Dr. Laura Schlesinger in the Ford Hour of Howard Stern? <laughs> Where the producers light their balls on fire? What am I, what am I doing? Like, it really is a weird mix on satellite. Well, you know, it's funny. They move, when they move me to 8 o'clock, 
the the building is empty except for the studio next to me, which is shade forty five. It's all these black guys. <laughs> I, every night, it's a bunch of. I, I look and there's fourteen guys in a the studio. They got they got their mirror glasses on. Uh, there's always some like uh, prostitute looking chick. Who I don't. I, <laughs> they, I, I don't know if they're famous or not. Are they grinding uh, an ottoman? I you know I'd run it. I go. I go into the. Uh, I go to use the men's room and surrounded by three black guys with San Jose jersey shirts on, and uh, you know, I, I. What did you ever find out what that was? I had no idea, and boy, I'd always look in when I walked by, and you'd see twelve heads look at me. Apparently, they knew my material. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. They had this look in their eye, like "keep going, white." Right. Yeah, not so tough now that Patrice ain't here, huh? <laughs> Um, there you go. A depth about a joke about a comedian who died. We'll get in trouble for that one too. Also, was really funny. Patrice O'Neill. Uh, Patrice is one of my favorites. He was great, and I, I always wonder what a lot of people like that back. You don't want to. You never want to talk for someone who's not here. But what they would think about the state of comedy, where people are apologizing. Let me ask you this final uh, question because we were talking about this yesterday with the Apu situation, and yeah. you know now Amy Schumer's latest film where she's out talking about how. It's just the goal is to empower women while you make a bunch of fat jokes and then at the end say it's okay. Do you genuinely, if you were to look and you have to grade it, comedy in 2018, it's pretty easy for people. We, we constantly, are, our sort of set point is to bitch about the good old days. But do you think that comedy in 2018 is in a worse place than it was 10, 20 years ago? Um, it depends, like, what your act is. I enjoy, I enjoy making people cry. <laughs> I mean, upset, not laughing with tears, upset. Right. Um, and but I, I was ahead of the curve. I was making people upset at the comedy cell at 10, 15 years ago. Um, but yes, I mean, we're hype. It's hypersensitive. Uh, what the problem now, Stephen, I see a lot of these comedy clubs, which I'm not playing right now. These are nice theater venues. But a lot of these comedy clubs now are being run by people who have grown up, you know, millennials who have grown up with this PC atmosphere and, and it's in their DNA. Right. And I hear comics getting in trouble for doing rape jokes at a club or whatever. Um, that's that's danger. I mean, this yeah. is, that's dangerous. So I would say, uh, yeah, but I but I sort of enjoy going against the grain. I always did. Not intentionally. That that was just my in my DNA. Right. So, you know, but I'm not back in the clubs right now, which, you know, I, I will be. I, I got to make a living. But uh, I would say, yeah, it's a little—I don't like where it's headed. Well, that's a good point. That's always what I, I remember I talked with Joe Rogan about that, and he didn't agree. And I said, listen, you, know, you're, you have a bit of a blind spot, Joe, because you're very successful. I said, you don't understand. It's not just about the audience. It's about the people. It's about the gatekeepers now who aren't going to take that risk on a young Nick DiPaolo today, yeah. on a young Stephen— there, I, There's no way I could get stage time at an open mic with what we do. There's no possible way I could get started today because the club just isn't going to take the risk. You know, you used to tell rape jokes in a— You used, you used to commit rape in a club, and it was— it was funny if it could, was on the right could, night. No, you could crush and bring in tons of people, but just all it takes is one person. All it takes is one person to complain. One person with one rape whistle, and you f <laughs> <laughs> Well, a little-known fact about rape whistles. It's actually like a dog. It's actually it's very high-pitched. It just calls more rapists. So in the end, it's actually one one for the rapists. Put one up on the <laughs> yeah. scoreboard for Cosby. I, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I think to, to answer your question, uh, yeah, I, I don't like where it's headed, and... And what makes me sick is when you go online and you read like young comics defending this PC point of view. Well, the guy made a documentary de demanding that the Simpsons change a poo. And by the way, did you know this now? You can't say Indian. I just found this out. It's South Asian American. Are you aware of that? Uh, no, I'm not. And I will not change. <laughs> for any, I actually said, you know, who cares? 
I say Indian when I'm talking about Native Americans. <laughs> That's when they really get pissed. Yeah, just stick with Indians. What do you mean, Indian? I want, I want to go on stage. Uh, my last show for this tour, I want to ride on stage like the guy does uh, before the Florida State football games. I come in on that pony. Yeah. I get the headdress on, and I slam that flaming arrow into the stage. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. No, I think you're that right. Go viral, won't it? Apparently, that's the key to go viral. I, you know, I have to, I don't know, I throw a puppy into a fireplace and anything to get, you know, eyes on you. No, if you throw a cat into a fireplace, you get defended for murder like Stephen Avery yeah, and making well, a murder. Well, they glossed special. over that part. But you have one tweet like Nick DiPaolo and you get uh, let go from serious. But I will say this. Your loss is everybody else's gain. YouTube.com slash Nick DiPaolo tube. Uh, please go to nickdip.com slash tour. And yeah, I agree with them. Just, just call them Indians and then uh, Orientals. Let's continue with that. Nick, please come back sooner. I thought you were cross with me because you weren't on for so long. So I'm, I'm glad you... No, no, no. Dude, dude, please. I have plenty plenty of people to be legitimately mad about, not you. Well, I know, but you're a touchy dago. We never know how it's going to go. I don't, I don't like to come on because you're young and good looking and they remind me of me a few years. It kind of bugs me. I that actually, No, you're selling yourself short. I will say this. Nick DiPaolo is a good looking man for his age. If you saw Nick DiPaolo... <laughs> When he was in his 20s, it was like Elvis Presley. He's about as good-looking as a man has ever walked this earth, Nick DiPaolo. I'm very, very jealous. That's what Patrice said. Yeah, you're a great-looking guy. Okay, Nick DiPaolo, YouTube.com slash Nick DiPaolo Tube, and uh, we'll be back after this. Thank you, sir. I'm looking forward Thanks. to seeing from you. See you, guys. Thank you. There it is again, so strong. On the Nature Network, narrated by Jasper Prunk. The Lion, King of the Jungle. An inspiration to many tales, both young and old, the lion inspires power and fear in the hearts of those who see it. Here we see the lion in its natural mating habitat. Oh boy, look at that. That, that lion is hung like, well, a, a lion, I guess. Damn it, Jasper. What? What? I'm living here. You know, I'm, I'm giving it my own spin for the viewer. Stick to the script. You can't talk about lying dicks, Jasper. Well, th that's what I'm saying. Maybe we should change that. Stay tuned for more Wild at Large on the Nature Network. Narrated by Jasper Prunk. How effective as a grown man the two palm shove is. Two palm shove. Really? 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 We're not supposed to talk about this. We're not supposed to talk about my first physical altercation as an adult male, but the person listening knows exactly who they are. Point is, I brought guns to a nunchuck fight. Yeah. I won. You brought guns. I had a switchblade, which was given to me that night as a gift, and I handed it to my father and said, Please hold this as I'm about to proceed to kick this man's ass. And thank goodness Johnny Boy diffused it. You did. But it doesn't make me feel any less worse about it. I uh, also feel terrible that our, our next guest, he just he just keeps bumping and bumping, and you know, he's, he's so in demand, he's so difficult, and now he has the beard because he wants to uh, make himself seem more like a mountain man. I don't know what's going on with him. You know him, uh, Ruben Report, on the Twitter, and, of course, on the YouTube. Very mm -hmm. popular show, Ruben Report. Dave Ruben, how are you, sir? Crowder, what's happening, man? Your hair is shorter on the sides, and long. you kind of have the not-gay Jared haircut now. I just you. got my haircut within the hour. 
This is really? this is a seriously fresh, tight situation. I'm going on tour with Peterson, so I had to get the haircut before we head out of town. Now, what's a tour with Peterson like? What do you do? So this Jordan Peterson guy, I uh, I know you are slightly aware of him. Uh, yeah, but what, do you do stand? Because I know you did stand up before. Are you doing stand up, like introducing him, and then he's like, so this is, yeah, I got kind of got two things going on. So with with Jordan, I'm opening for him, kind of doing 10, 15 minutes of stand up. Maybe for some of them, we'll do a sit down together because the guy's doing about 35 of these, and it's a lot to take in to just talk for two and a half hours. So hopefully, I can take take some of the burden off him on that. Uh, but you will be very proud, and I think you're one of the people that dragged me back into this kicking and screaming. Uh, I did my first hour of stand-up about a week and a half ago at the Irvine Improv, sold out, standing ovation, and the manager there said in her 18 years she's never seen a sold-out standing ovation. So we just booked DC Improv, Tempe Improv, and I'm just going to be bouncing around. And like I, wasn't, you, I wasn't the one who dragged you into that. I told, I told you to stay away. <laughs> oh, was that what it yeah, was? Yeah, it was. It definitely. I think you're confusing me with uh, with your father oh. or your mother or someone, <laughs> or perhaps or perhaps your uh, your lover also named Dave. I was incredibly unsupportive, uh, I, but I'm glad to hear it went well. I assure you that it was not my parents <laughs> that told me to get back into stand-up. <laughs> back into stand up. Um, well, no. Listen, I'm glad if you'd have put that in the in the in the the outline, I could have bragged for you. So that way, you know, you would have been, it would have been a better. I'm like, hey, standing O. But when you're like, I got a standing O, and everyone's like, well, yeah, but that's the case he, when he says it. But I'm glad. So you're doing more stand up. Normally, I wouldn't do that, but I was just, you know, after stepping away, it was my first hour in 10 years. So yeah. I'm feeling good. And also, you know, with this Kanye thing, the whole world is upside down right now, and I'm, I'm very energized. I couldn't, I, here's the thing, we were, we're talking about this, I couldn't care less about Kanye himself, whether people like him or not. He's not a savior, he's not a modern philosopher, as they said on Fox and Friends. For me, it's all about, uh, A, the truth and the reaction from the left. They're, they're asking him to apologize, not for anything racist, not for things. they're asking him to apologize for supporting Donald Trump. Ha, aren't we vindicated now because we said, don't apologize, it's not about the racism, it's not about the sexism, it's just about anything that you disagree with. Yep. Yeah, well, Crowder, I got to tell you, I'm more of a Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin guy than I yeah. am, say, Kanye West guy. I would have guessed Cher, but those work too. <laughs> oh, you love those stereotypical jokes. I do. I have never met a lesbian who did not like Melissa Etheridge. I know you don't run in the same circles, but here's, I will say, in my life, I've never met one. They all, every time it's like I walk up, I'm like, hi, I'm Steven. I come to my window. You're like, stop it. <laughs> What was happening? What was happening at the window? Did she have a pie? I mean, what was? Oh, there's a joke. There, All right. Yeah, um, no. I don't here we go. So, <laughs> I agree with you. Look, I don't know a ton about Kanye beyond the cultural relevance of Kanye and the you know the George Bush thing during yeah. Katrina and some of that stuff. I'm not a huge. It, it's just not my kind of music per se. But some of it's pretty good. I David had me playing the uh, the one the the one that he did with Daft Punk is pretty cool. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But I actually do think he is a modern day philosopher in that this is someone that, yes, he may not be the greatest philosopher of all time, but he can truly move minds with his words. And for all of us, for whatever little political differences we have, for all of us that for these last couple of years have been banging and banging and banging against this political correct nonsense, this lunacy from the left, this cultural Marxism and collectivism and all that, this is what we needed. Now, we shouldn't be worshiping the guy. Sure. I have no idea what his politics are, but he just gave a ton of oxygen to the space that we've been operating in, and we needed oxygen there. So I think, I truly think this thing is massive. Mm -hmm. But yes, we cannot treat him like some sort of political hero or some, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, not I, I'm hearing a lot of we. This doesn't sound like a classical liberal Democrat thing, a lot of we's. Yeah, a lot of we. I don't know what he's talking about. 
you want freedom, I'm I'm in with you. There we. you go. Okay, there you go. We. So we're we're collectivists as it relates to individualism. Hmm. We're the collective yeah. individualists. Um, no, but I, I understand exactly where you come from. I'm actually a big Kanye West fan. We used to use the last bump before we did the drowning dance, which we'll hmm. do here shortly, was the, and it's out to the fans to see if they can remember it, was a Kanye West song every single episode before we went to YouTube because then it was a copyright issue yep. and we had to actually get clearance from Pogo and I think Andrew WK and a few artists. So I've always been a Kanye fan, actually. I've always said he's a dumbass, but he's a brilliant MC, and my opinion has not changed at all. I think he's a dumbass, but I think there are a lot of dumbass liberals and a lot of dumbass conservatives, and I think that, you know what, it's a lot more brave. We just talked about this for him to come out and say what he said than slap on a pair of fake rubber tits and get on the cover of Vanity Fair. So good on him for going against the grain. Of course, and you know, the irony here is that this isn't that you have to be a Trump supporter because you like Kanye or something like no. that. The, the point is that the intellectual hostage taking that we all know about, that we've been screaming about, this lunacy that is that has infected colleges, that has infected the media, that has affected the political establishment, that Trump kind of, you know, beat on for, for these last couple of years. Kanye just opened the door. He opened the door for you to say, you know what? I'm a little different. And maybe that isn't because Guys like us are the biggest fan of him, but he speaks to another segment of the population that needed to hear it. And I think that these people on the left, they're followers. And the second they see that they that it's okay to think a little bit differently, they're going to break in huge numbers. Yeah, and he might have just opened the door because he has an axe to grind uh, over Barack Obama calling him a jackass. It could have been as, as simple and narcissistic as half of Donald Trump's really, tweets, but if it allows other people... It really is the brother of Trump, because Trump is the same thing. I think it's, I think it's that, that, that White House correspondence in there has really set Trump off yeah, exactly. the presidency, because he's yeah, so pissed. I think you're exactly right. So I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to see what the fallout is from this. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we just had Nick DiPaolo on the show, who was just fired from SiriusXM for a tweet which was really pretty mild about school shootings. You just saw Hank Azaria apologize for Apu on The Simpsons. I mean, to me, what's so... Pro and, and then we got to go. We don't have a ton of time. But to me, the biggest problem is now the left has empowered hecklers. They've said, well, yep. on, you have to listen to them just as much if there's one person offended. And they've actually empowered hecklers who are offended from content retroactively 25 years ago, like The Simpsons. What, we're supposed to apologize for something that wasn't allowed today? For, for 25 years ago, it's perfectly, I mean, how can we, there's no possible way anyone can come out unscathed. But this nonsense is coming to an end. You know, Hank Azaria, I went on a little Twitter tirade. I, I admire this guy. I think he's wickedly talented. He does about 30 voices on The Simpsons. He's probably the greatest voiceover actor of all time. The idea that he would apologize for this character, a character who taught The Simpsons about immigration, who had an Indian wedding, yeah. who's he's one of of Homer's crew. He is hardworking. He's everything that's right about America and that they tricked him, that this SJW mob tricked him while well, Hank going to give away all the, the 400 grand an episode he gets to do up who I suspect not. Yeah. So I want people like, I want people like- I don't like respect him. And I, I, I'll tell you why I don't respect him because a good friend of mine voices many characters in The Simpsons. I've talked about her. I can't use her name because she's been in the closet as a conservative and she has been chastised by uh, not just Hank Azaria. Uh, I forgot his name. The guy guy in all the uh, Christopher Guest movies, the guy who does uh, uh, Principal Skinner. Um, uh, SNL. Uh, oh, oh uh, Harry Shearer. Harry, Harry Shearer. Shearer. Harry Shearer. Mr. Elitist Leftist. This woman who is one of the biggest uh, vo voiceover actors on The Simpsons. You, he, he, she does so many characters. You go, that's her? That's her? That's her? She has to be quiet because of the Hank Azarias and the Harry Shears chastising her in the studio. So you know what? If he's in Crocodiles is futile, they've now come for him. Instead of apologizing, he should come out and say, I was wrong blank to the, I don't want to use this lady's name. I was wrong. I'm sorry for doing to you what they're doing to me. And instead they're trying to toss their lot in to save their career. 
That's why I have more respect for, for, for Kanye West. At least unlike Hank Azaria, he's not apologizing. And I think Hank Azaria is more talented than Kanye West, but Kanye doesn't give a crap. <laughs> yeah. For the record, I meant I respect his talent, yes. not decision here, obviously. But right. this, but that's why what I did was I, I sent a couple tweets out and then I said, Hank, I hope you'll come sit down with me or get him to sit down with you, Crowder, because we can wake these guys up. The mob will never stop. There is nothing you can give them that the mob goes, oh, well, I guess we won and we're going to move on. No, the mob will destroy everything. Right. And if we let the idea that Apu was somehow a racist character or the simple fact that Indian Americans are either number one or two at almost every socioeconomic way we can grade things. If we throw that away because of some silly jokes, it really, it's, it's, it takes down the fabric of what America is. Let's really. be clear. Kanye West was, a, was asked to apologize for supporting, for maybe opening the door to supporting Donald Trump. The Simpsons were asked to apologize for creating a character who was a legal immigrant and successful business owner. No apologies. As Andrew Breitbart said, apologize for what? The Rubin Report, Rubin Report on Twitter. Good to see you, sir. I know you're busy. We'll have to talk with you soon when we have more time. Crowder, you know how many times I'm going to have to apologize for just appearing with you? Don't apologize. Just tell them to go, tell, censor button, tell them to go f themselves with a wire brush. I'll see you later, Dave Rubin. Thank you very much. We have to wrap up this show. Welcome to Wild at Large on the Nature Network, narrated by Jasper Prunk. The Black Widow. The mere name strikes fear in those of all who hear it. An oft misunderstood and one of nature's most dangerous creatures, the Black Widow finds itself in the exclusive position of being one of the few species where the female picks her male mate. As you see here, the heated dance of sexuality is one of nature's most cruel tricks. Unlike most animals or insects, the Black Widow is the one who takes firm control of the sexual direction, picking her male mate. And as you see here, amidst actual copulation, she begins to devour her male mate. I tell you what, it doesn't sound all that different from my ex-wife. Cut. Damn it, Jasper. Stay tuned for more Wild at Large on the Nature Network, narrated by Jasper Prunk. is really red. My face is really red. Really good. I actually, we're like a strawberry. Because, it, by the way, thank you to Dave Rubin for being on the show. Mm -hmm. Love, lovely little sprite. Um, always, always. <laughs> we're gonna get letters. <laughs> it was like it's, it's been like breathing through a straw this entire week. So for people who don't know, I, it was actually the first time we've ever missed a show just because I was so sick. Yeah. Tuesday. It's true. We missed shows before because we've had technical difficulties, or it's like I listen, I just can't make it there on time. I was. That was my first sick day. 
sick, 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 sick day in the history of the show. Turns out I have a double, I have a sinus infection and a bronchial infection. Mm. Uh, and it I've sounds been, like code for super aids. No, it sounds like the super aids. And I've been drinking yeah. the, the probiotics and stuff like it's going out of style because apparently, uh, you know, when you take the, anti I haven't had antibiotics in like years. Right. Yeah. So apparently when you take antibiotics, you got to replace the bad bacteria with the good bacteria. I can tell from experience, it's, it's, it's not pleasant if you don't. It's very bad. It just, but it tastes like something, you know, like, you know what it tastes like? Remember in uh, The Wizard of Oz where the Tin Man couldn't move like, <laughs> and they oiled him? It tastes like what he would excrete after you oiled him. Why That's what the, familiar with that? I'm not familiar with it. It's a guess. <laughs> <laughs> crap. Remember just how much I paid to import this from an ungodly country so you could keep the better trimmer. You had a point, though. <laughs> During the break, that actually was a really good point. I had a, my point was uh, with the Kanye thing. Something that really bothers me is people like to HuffPo and Salon and Slate. They like to go off about toxic masculinity, toxic whiteness, toxic white privilege. Yeah, white privilege. I mean, they go on and on and on. And something I think is far more toxic. People don't talk about for the, for the country is this idea of the left's idea of totalitarianism in all things. Well, no, hold on. I would rephrase it. Not the left's idea. Totalitarianism the left doesn't realize is an idea. Yeah, it doesn't even realize. Right. Does not realize it's an idea, but they, they, they have no room no. for anybody to step outside the box, which I think is it's so harming to people. That's why you have these situations where Kanye's like, well, uh, all, all, all in then. Yeah, Big Trump, MAGA. The only <laughs> thing to think is toxic is toxicity itself. <laughs> and then that Armenian going, that toxicity of our city, of our city. I cannot believe that System of a Down ever actually was a ban. Do you think Chink's just mad at uh, Kanye because he can't mow down his wife for being Armenian? Wow. Wow. I do. I'd pay a nickel to see that cat fight between Anna <laughs> Kasparian and Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Maybe like when Yoko Zuna used to do the, the, the Rishi butt flop and then uh, and get then Goldust was just making out with men. Hey, you want to just hold hands and snort coke off her ass? Yeah, let's do that. Let's bring this country back together. No, you can't. It's not off the ass, off the hip bones. It needs to be a stable surface. A lot oh, of people get true. that wrong. Hey, um, really, we have some pretty big videos coming up for you pretty soon. By the way, tomorrow uh, we're gonna have a review on the Avengers. Gonna be yeah on the Avengers, great. which I'm not looking forward to seeing. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing with you because you're you're a miserable superhero movie fan. No, I'm not. Here's the thing: I I have certain superhero movies that I really like. Logan, I liked. Uh, I actually liked X-Men First Class. Deadpool I loved. Um, the Dark Knight series I really liked. And if you're going to go to more like a popcorn family friendly, I think Spider-Man 2 with Alfred Molina as Doc Octopus. That's, that's That was fantastic. Yeah. The new Spider-Mans, not, oh, well, the new new Spider-Mans, because then they did it with yeah. Garfield. Those weren't good. Then the newest Spider-Man was not very good. Because I thought he in them was pretty good. I thought he was a good Peter Parker Yeah, he was fine. But it's, it's the overall writing and kind of, I, I, I'm, I'm just tired and right. done with CJ monster villains. I think that's one thing that made certain films we can talk about some more tomorrow but some, some films like christopher nolan's much more they, they care just as so much about the if villain you go to chicago or hero. pittsburgh you can go that's where oh that's where that's where they flipped that's the truck on whack yeah that's exactly. where, yeah no there is i do have a lot of respect i think nolan is a bit gimmicky but i do have a lot of respect for the yeah. ones in so uh, hopefully listen you can you can come back and, and check on our review uh on the avengers a lot of people have been asking for more film reviews they find them pretty helpful and i know a lot of people are upset at the lack of diversity uh in the marvel films right now um we don't care. So, uh, I, you know, I think it's a really good point, though, that you, you brought up, not gay, Jared. White privilege. Um, uh, ma masculine. Now I'm losing the term. Masculinity. Ma toxic masculinity. Yeah. What's toxic is, is, is totalitarianism. Mm -hmm. What's toxic is finding a guy because his dog did a Nazi salute. What's toxic is... 
putting a guy before a human rights tribunal because he's a comedian and he made a joke. What's toxic is ruining sitcoms and making them apologize for Apu, a stereotype which is uniquely pro-American <laughs> in a realm of shows that don't have a lot of pro-American foreign stereotypes. That really is what's toxic. What's toxic is people telling you how to think and what to think. And you know what? We almost did it this show. If you go back, that's why I said, you know what? Think whatever you want. Because I don't want people to, to take what I'm saying and feel as though you have to think that way. I think Kanye's kind of a jackass. I haven't necessarily bought in. I think he might be doing this because Barack Obama called him a jackass and he's been, <laughs> he's been seething on that. I don't think Kanye is necessarily someone who should be the arbiter of anything political, but I hate to see someone get jumped on. And I'm not going to tell you what you should think about Kanye West. If you want to embrace him, if you think let's give this guy a chance because we need everyone we can get, we really only had Heidi Montag and Scott Baio, we'll take a Kanye West, go ahead, go for it. And if you say, hey, hey I'm gonna hold him at arm's length, that's fine, go for it too. I just think it's important to recognize what's happening. And I think more important sometimes than what someone says, a lot of people get cut up, whether, cut up in whether they like the person or not. Yeah, it's true. That's irrelevant. Kind of like when we were, you know, we did these shows like at Illinois. I love that the SMU Republicans could, because they didn't care, mm -hmm. right? They were just amazing. Probably the best group we've ever worked with. Really fun to work. But in Illinois, right away when people start protesting, they go, "Well, and we don't agree with everything Stephen says." First off, shut up, okay? Because if you're bringing the Louder with Crider show in. You brought us in. You're already in it now. Apologizing is futile. We saw it because people, Shania Twain apologized as a Canadian for saying she might have voted for Trump. <laughs> so you don't need to do that. You don't need to say, well, we don't agree with, okay, let's remove this aspect of it. Let's remove the person. Maybe you don't like me. Maybe you don't like Naki Jen. Maybe I don't like Kanye West as a person. But you can remove that. Your personal support or disdain, by the way, it applies to hero worship. Same thing with President Donald Trump. And look at how people are treating that person or look at the reaction from society at large. And when people try to tell you that this is how you need to think or this is how you need to react, the real reason they are asking Kanye West to apologize is because he's black. It's because he's black and he needs to think a certain way. What could possibly be more toxic in 2018 than telling a black man, you have to think and speak this way, otherwise we're going to revoke your black card? Seriously. Yeah, I don't, they, they didn't even care about Kid Rock as much. No, they don't. And that's why when we talk, we always come back to this. And I know Ben Shapiro talks about it as well. That's why we've seen so many stars in both the left and right movement rise and fall yeah. because it's just based on the controversy. And we could go after the controversy right now and say, Kanye West, yes, absolutely. We're 100% behind him. But we're not. We could have gone and we said, wish, We wish you had better representatives yeah, in Hollywood. Yes, we wish you had better representatives. Tom Hanks, somebody. We, <laughs> we could have gone in and said, Donald Trump, he's the second coming of, of Christ slash Reagan. But we didn't. We were honest about it because at the end of the day, being truthful is more valuable. You know, sometimes we, this week we had some, uh, a week uh, where a couple of people said, you know, I feel like you're not uh, as passionate about some of these topics because there was a lot, of, a lot of comedy this week. First off, I was at death's door. Secondly, I didn't really care. So I'm honest with you. If you see me get pissed about something, if you see me get passionate about something, that's because it's truthful. I don't want to line something up on the prompter and uh, tell you how it's going to be because I need to do a rant on my Facebook page every day. The truth, I believe, is important above, and I think comedy is a great way to tell the truth. It's a great way, Phyllis Diller said, it's a rubber tip sword, it's a way to make a point without drawing blood. And the truth right now doesn't center around how you personally feel about someone like a Kanye West. It doesn't center around how you personally feel about Shania Twain. It doesn't center around how you personally feel about uh, Feely with a picture of a gun. It doesn't, it doesn't center around how you personally feel about Donald Trump. The truth is something that needs to be removed regardless of circumstance, regardless of the personality attached to that situation. We've been dealing with that this week. Sometimes we're just down like, well, this story doesn't really matter that much. And we, it doesn't matter. If you're watching this show, 
If we talk, there's some truth. Hopper is uh, is not on drugs. That's the truth. Hopper Squirrel. Hold on, let's see. Hopper Squirrel. There you go. See, a lot of people think he's dead. He's not dead. <laughs> I, I know if they sound like a broken record, truth matters so much more than trying to score points. And I see people jumping sides to Kanye, and they could be embarrassed. And I see some people making fun of Kanye, and they could be embarrassed. Just like we saw it with a lot of other conservative uh Firebrands, remember? Where people just yep. jumped and, oh, this is a black conservative who's, oh, this is a 14-year-old conservative who's forced, and they screw eh. you. <laughs> Guess what? If you say, hey, I like what this kid said in this instance, or if you say, hey, you know what? I like what Kanye said here. Hey, you know what? I find it really reprehensible how people are treating him here without saying, I'm all in for Kanye in a foam finger. Guess what? You save yourself a lot of embarrassment down the, uh, down the road. And guess what? And you don't have to apologize. That's another thing. In a world where everyone demands apologies, that's somewhere I'd like to see some more truth. And that's why I appreciate Nick DiPaolo. Yep. Like I said, remember this. They will ask you to apologize for anything. So when, the next time you see a story where they say, well, he needs to apologize, yeah, it was out of line, it did seem a little bit racist, they're not asking these people to apologize for racism, for sexism, for homophobia. They're asking Kanye West to apologize for posting a MAGA hat. They're asking Shania Twain to apologize for saying she'd vote for Donald Trump. And by the way, I don't even necessarily know that I agree or disagree with these statements. So when people apologize, they come out or Hank Azaria says, I'm sorry about it, boo. He's not sorry about it, boo. Guess what? You and I both know Shania Twain is probably not that sorry that she said in an impromptu interview, yeah, I guess I would have voted for Donald Trump. So I do respect Kanye West for not apologizing. I do respect Nick DiPaolo for not apologizing. I tell my wife this all the time. If I apologize just so that I could not have to sleep on the couch, which doesn't happen, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't go and sleep on the couch of a king-size bed. I just scooch over one foot. But I always tell my wife, you would not appreciate me. You would not respect me. And the apologies would be meaningless if you knew they were untruthful. So let's be truthful on how we handle the news and how we decide disseminate the news and how outraged we get about the news and let's be truthful with our apologies no more apology tours because I'm, I, I, I'm, I don't even know what apologies are true so if you hear an apology from me or from not gay Jared then you know it must be really bad <laughs> we'll see you next week we'll see you tomorrow Avengers review it only takes